Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey everyone, the third issue of the WrestleTalk magazine is now available. Head over to wrestletalk.bigcartel.com for more information. We've got a great issue this month featuring our reviews of the Royal Rumble, Wrestle Kingdom 10, and Raw 25, including the WrestleTalk crew counting down their top 25 moments of Raw history. So head over to wrestletalk.bigcartel.com for more information. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast in Phase Two of Wrestle Talk. That's right. If you haven't seen it already. Go over to the YouTube channel, watch our 500k day party, which was our celebration of passing half a million subscribers the other week. And uh, yeah, see what went down. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff the Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis, inside Phase 2 of Wrestle Ramble. Mm. Uh, a very in- exciting time here for Wrestle Talk. Yes. Um, lots of new faces, lots of exciting uh, potential partnerships and views we views we may have. Yeah, yeah. I mean like the 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 long, the, the larger uh, pro- like vision for the channel way back when was to have it as uh, loads of different voices on the channel that all giving, you know, Wrestle Talk, like loads of different opinions and various funny uh, skits and bits. But then it was skits and bits, skits and bits. but it was only me <laughs> uh, because, you know, that we, we came off TV and then I, I was the only one who could dedicate a lot of time to it. But now we've we've built it up to where we can we can do this. Of course, we, we mention it in the in the show itself, but this won't affect the podcast at all. Actually, it's not going to affect anything me and Luke do at the moment. We're going to be hosting the same shows the same amount of times the same frequency you just so. but on the youtube channel you're just getting more free content yes so that's lovely and i think i guess the only thing it will affect is our wrestlemania and nxt predictions yeah we're going up against brian zane brian zane of wrestling with regret yes. i love brian zane we are huge fans of that guy we're super happy to have him with us uh if, if you haven't already checked his channel out go because and you will he he is one of the easiest channels 
to get lost in. Oh, I and I have done <laughs> so before. You, you near the sidebar, yeah. Like you watch one video and then you're like, oh, that's also an interesting topic. I'll definitely or watch just that auto one. Auto plays, and he's oh. so good at just talking about stuff and playing the clips, and it's great. Yeah, like yeah. he's the sort of guy that I try to model my. Uh, opinion pieces and my my backstage expose mm. videos around, but I can't do them quite as well as Brian does them. But I, I, I think his videos are great. He's great. Yes. Uh, so we've got some questions here. I well, see. Uh, no, not questions. Ah. Correspondence. So this is in connection to uh, yesterday. We were asking people about what if you are just a dedicated podcast listener and you don't listen or you don't watch the YouTube stuff. What would you call yourselves? Mm. Uh, for example, in the Ellis and uh, Ellis. James and John Robbins world of podcast. What's that? So they are uh, they're two DJs, uh, DJs on DJs. Radio X, right? And they have a podcast, but they um, or they do a live show. There are people who only listen to the podcast version, and they're called uh, podcast devotees, mm. um, or you know, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's it's good, it's good naming, good branding. Sure. So uh, we've had this email in from Emily. Uh, I'm going to say Gillalai. She did sp- spell it out phonetically, but it still could be Gillalai. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so there are multiple ways to say a G. So it's either Gillalai or Gillalai. I'm going to guess it's Gillalai. Emily Gillalai. First off, love y'all so much. Consistently yes. fun and informative. Started off watching on YouTube and moved to the podcast to get that extra rambling I love so very much. Life's been busy, so I've been podcast only for a few months as I can listen to you in the car on the way to work. I'd like to think of myself as a podswaft. What do you think of the term? A podswaft. Podswaft. Swaft pod. I like that Swaft is uh, has has come out of that that scandal unscathed. And yeah, it's a, it's quite nice, really. We, we it? let it off for a few weeks, but now uh, let it all die down. Yeah, I mean, uh, our new general manager Grado asked how he needs to pronounce that, <laughs> and I've got a hilarious recording of him on my phone of just saying Swaft, Swaft, <laughs> Swaft, Swaft. And I was like, Grado's saying Swaft, <laughs> and you said to me, like, how do I? explain to him what it is and I was like yeah. it's daft like, but, but like, I say daft yeah yeah. but so. I, I think that he would have gone daft because it's dafty right yeah I wonder because now we've got so many Scottish people here <laughs> are we, is there going to be uh, my accents aren't going to get any better no I just haven't got an ear for it no you said that um, when you were speaking to certain Scottish people that you uh, had to just like watch a load of promos from mm. Scottish people, read Train Spotting out loud. I was worried that I wouldn't be able to understand them. Joe Hendry's very easy to understand. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Kenny's Kenny's just incomprehensible. <laughs> Labbering on. Just shouting. Oh, love Kenny. Um, Jason Downey has suggested Ramblecasties. Mm, that's okay. Mike Adams Ooh. Mike Adams suggested Swaftcasters. I like Swaftcasters the most. Um, Ishan Pun- uh, Pundit, I'm going to say Ishan Pundit, suggests Swad Poft Stars. So it's not that's Swad Podsters. Swad Pod Stars. And uh, speaking of difficult to say, F Bio Biolzi. B I O L Z I. Biolzi. Sure. Biolzi. Pod Swafters. I like you know, Ramblecasties. I actually like Podswafters the most, which yeah, is pretty much Emily Gillalai's Podswaft. Just yeah. with, all it needed was ers at the end. <laughs> so pod swaft. I like Podswafters. Yeah, so Podswafters, you have now got your uh, your new name. And lastly, uh, we've got an email here from Ben Martin, and this is in relation to people using wrestling gimmicks outside mm. of the work thing. Uh, ben writes, as you may guess from my email address, pre- please don't read it out, I work for a <laughs> church on the senior leadership team. Is it like Ben Martin at church.com? At the church.com, at yes. At the church. 
Uh, alongside my primary responsibilities, starting a pub church, yes, really, I occasionally What? preach at normal Sunday services. Well, we can't, we can't just skip past pub church. Well, he doesn't go into any detail about what pub church might be, and I'm very interested in what pub church might be. Pub church? Well, seeing that he says pub, surely he is an Englishman or, mm -hmm. a, or a Britishman. Maybe he can have us along to the pub church. Maybe. The Church of Swaft? Yes. Uh, one week I was asked to preach about a Bible passage talking about how we need to discipline our, in our, how we need discipline in our lives in order to achieve various spiritual, physical and emotional goals. I was trying to come up with a good illustration when suddenly it hit me. Wrestling. So to cut a long story short, I ended up playing some clips of the most impressive spots through wrestling history, then spoke about the training and the day-to-day -day discipline that wrestlers have to go through in order to reach that peak level. Despite some uncomfortable shifting from many of the older members of the 200-strong congregation, 200-strong congregation, do apologize, none of whom appeared to be wrestling fans, it seemed to be going okay until my colleague heckled me with a And he's got wrestling toys. Oh, no. That heckle resulted in my office mate building me my own mini ring, which is currently populated by Finn Balor wrestling a knitted angel. Oh, Why? Wow. Because after the service, I told her I never had one as a kid. How nice is that? What a knitted angel. Like, yeah, well... No, not everyone gets lucky enough to have one. Mm. Um, love the show. It's got wrestled. It was wrestled talk that got me back into wrestling. So you have my eternal gratitude, Ben from Derby, and he's wow. attached the photo of Look the wrestling ring. I mean, you know, I want to be in the nicest way possible. That is a homemade ring. Yeah, well, obviously, yes, they, yes. they made it through office those, supplies because those are pencils for ring ropes. Those ring posts, the, because the ropes are very lax. Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable running those ropes. <laughs> Not like WWE ropes that just feel like you're running into metal. Mm. No, these oh, are, that's great. These are almost like ECW ropes where they yeah. were the bounciest ropes in the entire world. But that is very cool, and it is Finn Balor wrestling a, uh, a knitted snow angel. I mean, or a knitted he, angel, rather. They, he lost, presumably. Yes. Like he does most feuds. So thank you very much, Ben, for that email. It was really lovely to get from you. That was good. Should we get on with the show? What should Jeff Hardy do at WrestleMania 34? That's the, the conversational topic here. But it's also a little bit, should Jeff Hardy do anything at WrestleMania 34? You know, because of course we want to protect the human being that is Jeff. We, should, we don't want him to go out there if he has certain personal issues that he's relapsed in, which we know nothing about. So yes. the, the, there is, of course, that side of things. But we're going we're gonna to focus on the... The more fun side, fantasy booking, what should Jeff Hardy do if if this DWI never happened, really? Yeah, if it, if it gets like a Jey Uso mm. and it's just like, just sweep this under the rug, it, it's, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Not that I, you know, I very much don't condone these sorts of things. We've discussed this on the on the podcast before. I'd say that if you do drink, drive and kind of get arrested for it, we're, we're, yeah, we're, under the influence, yeah. yeah, you sort of lose a bit of sympathy points from me. Um, but yeah, do we want to just give a like, brief overview of the story and, and the latest on it? No? Yeah, okay. Do you want to do... I I'll do it because I was knee-deep in this all week. I was going to say, this is your story, man. Knee-deep. Uh, the So last Thursday, not the Thursday just gone, but the Thursday before that, WWE filmed the Ultimate Deletion match. Uh, this was via reports from PW Insider or whatnot. Rabbi Sky's probably furiously tweeting me as I said that. She heard it from somewhere. Someone just said something about my beloved Hardys. Yeah, already uh, got her Twitter phone out. Yes. And uh, they recorded this, and it turns out, a lot of sites have reported this, Jeff Hardy filmed a cameo. So this would have been Jeff Hardy's return to WWE television 
since October because he's been out since Raw 25. Was he in Raw 25? Yeah, remember he was backstage in the APA playing cards with him oh with MVP. Oh my god. <laughs> you remember? You can't bring that up. No. You, you argue that is not canon. <laughs> Anything that happened that Raw 25 yeah. did not happen. Yeah, maybe you're right. So <laughs> Jeff Hardy... Uh, yep, yeah, since October. And he was getting a bit of a pushback then. Like, he was going into the Intercontinental title feud with Miz. Even though Matt going woken happened about a month after Jeff was sidelined with injury, I, I felt to me like they were always going to split. Jeff was going to go on a singles run and find Matt have your thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jeff was... Uh, he went out with a, a torn labrum, I believe. Labra- a labrum. Labrum is labrum, how I would have pronounced it. And a rotator cuff in his shoulder. So he underwent shoulder surgery. And now he's medically cleared. As of this week, he was... He, he finished his... He posted this on Instagram. He's finished his physical therapy stuff. Pro Wrestling Sheets say he's been cleared to return to the ring medically. Just waiting on WWE's plans. WWE already had plans with the cameo. PW Insider said he was scheduled in to go back to the Performance Center this month, meaning March, meaning before WrestleMania, so he could return this month, which is before WrestleMania, implying there might have been a tag team bout, or at least, you know, something for him at Mania to do in the ring. But all of this has kind of been turned topsy-turvy by that DWI arrest last Saturday. If it does play into it, I suppose, because mm. I one has to wonder whether the the end of Ultimate Deletion will see the return of Jeff Hardy screwing Matt out of the match. Ooh. And then maybe forming an alliance with Bray Wyatt or perhaps building up towards a Matt Jeff feud at WrestleMania because, as we all know, those always get over huge when they do the Hardy versus Hardy feuds. <laughs> it always results in the best matches at WrestleMania. But I think uh, in this instance it might it might work now these are so far removed from the Hardy characters. Yeah, but that's the, here's the thing though. Like you can say that they're so far removed, but when Matt Hardy wrestles, it's still Matt Hardy. Like it's not like he's different now that he's woken slash broken. He does he's the still, thing into the turnbuckle. He still wrestles like Matt Hardy though. Yes. Uh, no, sometimes he eats people. Oh well, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, well, what a drastic change! Put him in the Hall of Fame. The what you Sarky. <laughs> what is this? Where's this coming from? It's late in the day, man. Mm. So. Uh, I think that's, I I think Jeff, I think because Jeff's, uh, if he does, if they keep him in Ultimate Deletion, because, you know, it could be edited out come Monday. If they keep him in, I I did read it was a cameo, so I don't think it was anything significant. I feel like if this was Jeff's big return, he would have more than a cameo. Mm-hmm. Unless it is just at the end, like you said, a shot where he pushes Matt or he fires a freaking firework thing. I don't know. I don't know if WWE would let that kind of thing happen on their TV. That's sort of yeah, yeah. So it's very don't try this at home, kids. I was gonna say, man, I'm so intrigued by Monday. So mm. intrigued for the ultimate deletion to see what what they pull out because this is a match that has been, you know, over a year in the making. But on longer, w- longer than that, really on on WWE because they made their return at WrestleMania and everyone was just assuming we're gonna go jump straight into this broken woken year uh, woken era but then it's taken till december to get there and now we're in march because we're finally getting the cardi compound stuff so it's been a long time in the making so it's gonna be very interesting to see the 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 official wwe version Mm. of a deletion style match well we we did get something akin to it when the new day took on uh, the wyatt family yeah but that was very much just like 
that was popular over there. Mm. Let's just copy it and do it over here. I was but, a big fan of that. I, I really liked that match. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was fine. It was different. It was different. Was it the I mean, in fact, it's a year and a half in the making. Samuel Benjamin retweeted something he posted from 2016. Oh, really? Where he called out Bray Wyatt. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the I I'm excited about WWE. I'm looking forward to their television because for the first time in a while, it it feels varied. You've got the the main event feud. You've got the fun of Braun. You've got the the good wrestling in the Intercontinental Title picture. And now on top of that, you've the got drama this, of a Nia and Alexa. Yes, you've got, and yeah, the soap opera stuff of that. You've got Ronda Rousey star power. I mean, I'm just talking about Raw, uh, but they, the, yeah, of course, you've got that U.S. title feud with Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Who can forget that? But then you've also got varying the style, making it feel different. You've got this little pocket of the Woken universe, and I really hope it does catch on, uh, just so it can be something different in the three hours of television we get each week. That'll be the most interesting thing, is seeing the ratings, mm. seeing that quarter-hour rating, see if it increases or decreases or just remains the same. That'll be really fascinating to see. So you think Jeff is going to turn on Matt? I mean, it, Or I've... because you could equally have Jeff help Matt Yes. And you build the Hardys. Yeah, that's the alternative, is that Jeff returns to mm. help Matt beat Bray, and then you have the Hardy boys reunited, or you know, as brother the brother the brother Nero character. And I mean you can't then put them into the tag title program, unfortunately, because yeah. that's now taken up with, with Braun. Um, which See, is which yeah. is interesting as well because I think in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, yeah, let's move into let's this move story. Into this, yeah, because Meltzer was reporting, and he'd been reporting for a while that the, one of the plans was Miz versus Braun for the IC title. But then on Monday, Braun was just put into this tag team uh, situation where he's beaten the entire tag team division in a battle royal, and he's now the number one contender to the tag team championships. And Meltzer's saying that Vince ha- Vince McMahon, that is, hasn't decided whether it's going to be a handicap match or. Braun Braun is getting a partner, which suggests to me that this was very much a last-minute mm. decision. So I'm perhaps I'm speculating here, uh, pull into the speculation station. Maybe the plan was they were going to do the Hardys versus the Bar at WrestleMania yeah. with Jeff Hardy making his return here, but this DWI has now changed that. Hence, why we did this sort of bit of a left turn with Braun, where we're in a situation where we're not even sure if Braun is fighting on his own or fighting alongside someone else. I like that theory. The the timeline sadly doesn't check out. Does it not? Yeah. So the so Jeff's arrest came on that Saturday, okay. and then the Braun thing happened on the Monday. So that that bit works out. And then Meltzer reported all that stuff on the Thursday. But actually, he's been saying he said on Arrest and Observer Radio two weeks ago because I remember it because it was like, what's going on here? Because he he kind of giggled like a girl, Dave Meltzer. When, he, when he's got something he can't say. I love when <laughs> Dave gets like this. It's so much fun. And <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, I was going to yeah. say something else, but it's all right. So, uh, so the, the, I think Brian Alvarez is whining about why the, the bar don't have anything. And, like, Meltzer goes, oh, <laughs> you should see. Uh, I think they've got something else in mind. And then Brian goes, what? You know something. I know that voice, <laughs> like an old married couple. Dave Meltzer's like, no, no, I did, you know, you know, be interesting. <laughs> It'll be, in- it's interesting. And then it gets, so he, he reported that it wasn't going to be a match. This, this, the plan after the Miz, the, the Intercontinental title three-way started to take shape. 
Braun transitioned, he was always going to have an angle, the plan was at least apparently, reportedly, was to have an angle with the bar where he confronts them, but no match. So that would that was their fallback option, to mm. have your tag team champions and arguably the hottest star in your company have an angle at WrestleMania. It's the showcase of the immortals. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I, d- I don't think... Uh, I don't think the Hardys were ever factored into this, which which makes me think that it's either a Hardys singles match or they're not going to do anything until after Mania, which, you know, is a shame, but I almost, you know, they'll do Battle Royal stuff, which is a shame, but I almost prefer it because, like we said, it's a 14-match card right now. Or it's going to be the Hardys versus Bray and a partner. Maybe they're going to use uh, the Ultimate Deletion to debut a new disciple for Bray Wyatt or Jeff Hardy makes his return and then in the next couple of weeks of TV Bray debuts a new character a new tag team partner and you know you have a fun little pre-show match it would have to go on the pre-show I'd have thought Um, or maybe they could just have the factions in the battle royal I'm just trying to put as much stuff in these battle royals at the moment. You so sound we just like Vince. To, you yeah. sound just like Vince McMahon. Ah, put him on the, on the battle royal. So the other thing that's kind of topsy-turvy about WrestleMania 34, and, you know, if something huge has broken, because we are recording this before this has come out, uh, this all, all of this stuff could be very secondary news there might yeah because i mean this is going live on a saturday there may have been stuff that's already been announced before this has gone live or could happen is this going live on saturday yes it is yeah yeah or it's going to go live whatever stuff might happen in the interim of us recording this so we'll just preface that for now here's the situation we are in as we record so uh john bravo who's this uh he's a filmmaker he's like a bodybuilder filmmaker kind of guy yeah i Every time I hear it, it makes me laugh. His name is Johnny Bravo. Yes, yeah. That well, is... John Bravo, not Johnny Bravo. No, no. His name is Johnny Bravo. Quiffy old man <laughs> from the nineties. Do you remember a tie-in with the uh, wrestling? The Rock was going to play him in a movie. Yes, once. I've the mocked-up poster of the Rock with the big quiff and the shades. Yep, it's like perfect casting. It yeah, is. Of course. Oh, Johnny Bravo! What a mm. cartoon that was, man. That's where uh, Seth MacFarlane got his start. Was as, uh, as a cartoonist. So the 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 idea. You've thrown me now. Sorry, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo is a filmmaker, and he was the guy who said that he was involved in a. No, no. Uh, he was he, so he's he's making a documentary and some investigative journalism stuff about Richard Rodriguez, who is That's a steroid user, steroid dealer. My apologies, has been jailed, and Richard Rodriguez is saying naming a number of people via John Bravo who he sold. Uh, steroids to and pe- performance enhancing drugs and stuff and he's named Mark Wahlberg Josh Demel, Roman Reigns most famously for our situation here uh, but all those people have denied it and for weeks and weeks and weeks jo- John Bravo's been saying the film's coming more evidence is coming and last Friday he put up a, a Snapchat image of Luther Reigns you know m- another former WWE star has been embroiled in this to more evidence coming soon and everyone's like he got it confused it's not roman reigns it's luther reigns and i was like who's luther reigns i it's a name i recognize but i was not watching wrestling when yeah. luther reigns was uh, an active performer but it was a name that i recognized because i texted you saying like have you seen the latest if this is the case it's the most hilarious case of mistaken identity uh, at least within the wrestling world. Mm. It, I, I had a proper old chuckle at it, but it appears that that might not be the case either. Yeah, so 
it, it seems like, ah, oh, the heat of Roman Reigns isn't really, it's all been a big mistake, how embarrassing. But the Wrestling Observer is reporting that those close to John Bravo says, no, it just Luther Reigns is also in this. Roman Reigns bought stuff using his own name, which is Joanna Y. Uh, which, what, why would you do that? Why would you buy steroids using your your own name? It's, it's all very weird and fishy, but John Bravo is releasing this uh, fuller documentary on on Friday, the 16th of March, after we've recorded this. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we've probably just spoke about a bunch of stuff you already know because it's either just fizzled out into nothing or it's the hugest story on the planet and we're not addressing it right now. In which case, you can laugh at us. Yeah. Laugh yeah. at us as have, we sit and here before you. Have fun with that. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This podcast is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get access to the Wrestle Ramble Extra, a monthly podcast where Ollie and I review shows from wrestling's past. If you pledge now, you'll get our back catalogue of episodes, including Money in the Bank 2011, Armageddon 2000, Wrestle Kingdom 10, and No Way Out 2004, and many others, as well as this month's episode, which will be WrestleMania 25. And $10 plus backers will become part of the Ramble Club, our new show where we talk about about wrestling from around the world, including reviews of the Golden Lovers vs. Cody and Marty Skrull, Austin Aries vs. Eli Drake, and many, many more. All that and so much extra, so head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now that the 500k day party is out the way, it's time to get back to one of our favourite segments here on Wrestle Ramble, which we haven't done for a long time. We have not. My inbox has been crammed full of uh, these. We've plucked out some of the best ones that we have been these, sent thus far. And these are two corkers of mm. crap gimmicks right here. Uh, our first one comes from Ad- Adam Thompson. I do apologise, I'm going to call you Andy then. Adam Thompson, who was submitted... Mikey the Mailman. Mikey dresses like an average mailman, but with a heelish vibe. He has his sleeves ripped off, his shirt and work cap that he wears backwards. When coming to the ring, he's always carrying a mailbag which supposedly holds his mail in. But sometimes during the match, he'll go to it and pull out a weapon, like brass knuckles or perhaps something allowed in a PG era. He sets up fuse by delivering mail to other wrestlers, which read, which are read by the wrestlers, contain threatening and mysterious messages, which the recipients can never seem to understand or see that it's clearly been written by Mikey. His finisher is the package pile driver and his catchphrase is i always deliver he also has an irrational fear of dogs potential hot dog vendor or beastmaster mm. feud right there so that's mikey the mailman i think the only thing i don't like is the way the delivering mails and mysterious things i'm not sure i fully buy into that bit that's but one of the strongest parts no no the strongest part of that is the mailbag that it could have a weapon inside it that no. is something you could get over no, no, no. This, this is why it's real crap. This is, this is a, this is why this is such a good crap gimmick because it's got loads of crap bits about it. But the crappiest bit is the idea of you build up these feuds. This is so Sunday heat, isn't it? <laughs> Sunday well, night heat, mate. Sunday yeah, night heat, where it's just entire feuds based on one guy. It's uh, Joe, just Joe. Joe. It's just Joe, just Joe. Yeah, I'm Joe, just Joe. He's he's stirring the pot by delivering these these messages. To Don't people. shoot the mailman. That's his. Well, that's that, I mean, another. Ca- that's another catchphrase right there. Don't shoot the messenger. But yeah, same thing. So what? <laughs> oh, yeah, don't shoot the mailman. I always deliver. He's got. He's already got two catchphrases, which are really timed perfectly organically with his character. And it feels mm. so nineties WWF. Mikey the mailman. I can see it, him in my head with the ripped sleeves yes. and the tie and everything. Totally binds that. Got Bill Buchanan in my head. Bill Buchanan. Right, oh, oh yes. The, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right sense of days. And it, like there is a um, going a bit off piece here, but there's a uh, a real Ghostbusters action figure. One of the ghosts that you could get that was a mailman, and that's what I've, that's what I've got in my head. Mm. That's the image that I see. Is this real Ghostbusters toy that I had when I was a kid? And oh, right, I I love it. I think this is great. Sixteen minutes. Oh. We got a '90s reference in. <laughs> Bloody love the 90s. Oh, we already had Johnny Bravo. What were we talking say, about? Yeah. Much earlier. So, I mean, I am very confident there. I'm signing Mikey the Mailman. As am I. You can also... That's how I sign it. He, um, a giant novelty pen. I also think that his only uh, pinfall should be the uh, a small package. Mm-hmm. Yep. Package. Delivered. That's a Michael Cole can shout that on commentary. Every time he comes out. Yeah. Delivery! <laughs> ah, yeah, that's how he comes out. It's when, mail time. Yeah, when he, when he walks into... Uh, we're into locker rooms. Delivery. <laughs> and that's how the little vignettes backstage start. Yeah. Oh, what does Mikey want now? Delivery. You know. Oh, don't shoot the messenger. 
That's good. That's a good That's one. That's really good. So we've got another one here from Ryan Palmer, our last one for today. The CSA. The CSA is a customer service advisor. We all know those. We've mm. all encountered them in our lives. He comes to the ring five minutes late in a shirt, tie, and dress pants. If the show is on if Monday to Thursday... If, oh, sorry. He comes to the, uh, the ring in a shirt, tie, and dress pants if the show is Monday to Thursday, or in jeans and a t-shirt if the show is on Dress Down Friday or on the weekend. I like that little touch there. He has a headset on during his matches, so he never misses a call. Otherwise, he'll fail his target. He will stop mid-match to transfer a call to the correct department, then give his opponent some sarcastic scorn. He has worked as a CSA since graduating with a degree 10 years ago, and has been a lower mid-card for years too. Too, never being able to break that glass ceiling. This makes him cynical and jaded, which is why he turns up late and can't be asked to do his job. His finishing move is the cutoff. He signals the finish by, with a warning. If you use that language again, I will cut you off. The cutoff being a triple brain buster. So that's the, the CSA that move. Well, it's just drop him down, pick Three him back brain up. Busters. Three brain busters, mate. So that is uh, the CSA. I like. There's a lot of little things in there that I really like. Do you want to hear my I uh, my theory why this is so detailed? Because he is a customer service. Brian Palmer's a CSA. <laughs> that he also got a, a degree ten years ago yep, and yep, has done he's nothing been with stuck it. In this job, I think if we were to go around Ryan Palmer's house right now, say, "Hey, do you want to play some 2K18 or something?" We do. We started up, and oh look, there's some custom characters here. Oh, the CSA. <laughs> he's really jacked, and and he looks. He's wearing what you're wearing right now, but he's got better hair. And he's <laughs> Which is what I do as well, don't yeah. worry. Or he has just got off the phone with a particularly annoying CSA uh, customer service advisor because he was he was shouting abuse at them and Maybe. they had to cut them off. Yeah, or it feels that a lot of this feels like it's pulled from real life, mm. and that's always the best kind of wrestlers. It's your real life personality turned up to eleven. Um, did you have this sort of job when you got out of university? Oh, I had the worst job in my life, which I think I might have told you about it before. When I was, uh, you, you really shouldn't take jobs where they recruit school kids off the streets <clears throat> that's literally what happened like i was in victorian london where so i'm 16 i'm walking around dartford town center getting my mcdonald's for lunch obviously and I, we were just me and my friends were just approached by this lady with a clipboard and said do you guys want a job and we were like yeah because you know i didn't have a job at that point uh and it's your first job at 16 God, you were let off light no, I had a, well, not at that point, but I was a Christmas temp in the bear factory <laughs> yeah. uh, when I was 15. Because you can do temping before mm -hmm. you're 16. I was a, I was, I was a fudge packer in a chocolate <laughs> shop. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> I forgot that one. Fudge packer in yep. a chocolate shop. Right. And uh, paper round before that. Yeah. So actually, I've been working since I was 12. That's, that's, more, that's what I was getting Thank to. You. Was, yes. uh, but the, this one, yeah, and she, she took us up to this room. And we, you know, filled out a really easy questionnaire. She's like, you know what, you'll be, you guys are perfect. And it's only late. I thought this is great. This is a great opportunity. And it's only afterwards that you think it's because they've got such a freaking high turnover of staff. It was a call center above of uh, telesales, not telesales. You know, we just cold call people to sell them stuff. I didn't really know what it was, but they were like, you get all these bonuses if you sell this merch. We have fun all the time. And it was above a bedding shop in Swanley. I went there 
and I just had to go through the numbers and try and sell people conservatories. Nice. Which is a pretty big That's thing a... to sell someone. People are not buying conservatories on a whim. No, but you have to convince them. I was just getting, to, and it was just like, phone down, phone down. I didn't care about that stuff. It was the old lady who entertained me. Oh, no. And talked about it. I was like, oh, Philip, do we need a... Do we need a conservatory? Oh no, no. What sort of you? You know, and I was just, I was just like, no, I don't think you need a conservatory. <laughs> and I put the foot because she didn't. I put the phone down and I was like, I'm never coming back here. And I didn't. I never showed up again. So I did it for like a grand total of five hours. It's the most depressing thing I've ever done. Man. I have an enormous sympathy for call center people. Uh, it's not their fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's not their fault. Yeah. Um, I worked uh, in sales, in telesales, uh, for a little bit after I got out of university. It was my first. I'd say it's my first quote-unquote proper job um, because I had done paper rounds um, since I was about 12 years old and then I worked... So you 21? Not not far off, to be honest. The mailman? Because, You're the mailman! <laughs> no, CSA, mate. Because I, uh, I, I did shelf stacking then from when I was 16... Um, then I went to university where I was I worked still in retail and then I came out of university and I went back into retail I worked at uh, the entertainer a toy shop which was mm. a bit of an ideal job for me really I bloody loved it uh, and then I went into this quote unquote proper job where I had to wear a tie and a shirt and mm. I had to sold out to the man man and uh, yeah it was depressing and I hated every single second of it it was soul destroying working in that place and yeah, and I swore to myself that I would never go back to working in a telesales job ever again because I did it for fourteen. But you've got the headset on. I've got the headset on, but it's not quite simple because I'm not sat there with like a big spreadsheet of numbers that mm. I have to call. You have to log like what happened on yeah. that call, and um, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And then uh, yeah, uh, I was there for fourteen months, and they got made redundant. Um, but so I got a nice little. They payout. break up with you. Yeah, I got a nice little payout, but the bonus was I was already planning on leaving. I'd already gone to a job interview mm. and had been offered the job, which is, uh, turned out to be one of the best jobs I've ever had. Obviously, this was this is the best job I've ever had. I said one of. And uh, yeah, so I'd already been given that job. So I was going to leave in two weeks. Oh, nice. And then we got, a, got the and payment. Then on the day I got told I was getting that job, we got told, yeah, you're being made redundant in two weeks' time. And I was like, oh, quid's in, mate. Nice one, universe. That really did. It really benefited me. I've got... Uh, so are we going to sign the CSA? I like the CSA. I'd sign him. I... I I'm gonna sign a CSA to a developmental deal. Oh yes, developmental. Because yeah, yeah. I think that the CSA to me screams faction. It oh, sounds like, like faction. So you're thinking of act like the union? Um, mm. uh, what was what was the union? Um, it was I mean, it was a stable. I can't remember what it stood for. Oh no, I can't remember what the union stands for. No, if someone's going to point out in the comments, well, it's fine. I, I think, uh, you know, because you, you can have a few of the office archetypes. You can have the telesales guy. You can have, uh, I don't know, the, 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 the grumpy IT guy who mm -hmm. fixes everything. You can have the hot uh, the hot woman well, I was, in the I, office. Well, I was going to say the mouthpiece. Like Jessica. They always seem to have names like that. The mouthpiece really should be uh, Doris. The old lady who's been there for thirty years, That's and she a good one. and she knows more about telesales than you know. Like every what she doesn't know, you can fit on the back of a postage stamp, all that sort of stuff. And she's like the Jim Cornette <laughs> of the group. Mm. And you've got like a wild card, really, you know, in your face sales. He's he's just come well. out of university. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> full of optimism. He wears his tie a little bit looser. Mm. So uh, developmental deal, Ryan. Yeah. So it's time for some mailbag questions, of course. All Patreons can submit questions. All you have to do 
is give us money and then we will answer them. Well, we'll, we'll try to answer them because a lot of questions come in now because it's open to everyone. First up from Andy Armstrong. If you had to choose one top star slash tag team across all brands from the modern era of WWE that would fit suitably into the Attitude Era and vice versa, who would they be? Good question. Triple H. Next question. <laughs> I was going to say, the Hardy Boys. Goldberg. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I mean, I was I was just going with uh, tag teams. That was where my mind instantly went to of uh, a tag team from the modern era that would work really well in That's the Attitude the era. Usos, surely. Yeah, the Usos. Well, I was I was thinking um, the Revival would be a good because they'd be a great heel tag team because you've got like the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys trying to do all their hardcore stuff, but the Revival just want to do straight no. tag team wrestling. I feel like. I feel like the revival are very much a today, even though the whole gimmick is throwback. I feel like they're very much in the work rate era of WWE and NXT. Mm. But the and that's not to say that the Usos aren't similarly, you know, really great wrestlers. Look at the New Day feud. But I think they would translate better to the, the larger than life ladder the, the matches. Whole, uh, hmm? Ladder matches. Ladder matches is pretty much what i'm saying (laughs) i just want to see them do ladder matches yes yes over and over yeah i think that that's a a very good shout also i think the bar would uh would do quite well yeah the bar would do quite well uh, as well uh lendl brenson from patreon uh says Mm. what's your favorite marvel cinematic universe movie so far this is one where you and i differ on well there are many very good mcu movies We're, we're huge fans of marvel uh but for me I, I don't know how anyone with a heart cannot choose Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, because it is just sublime. And I think anyone who says otherwise is being contrarian. I, 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 you've said this before, but anyone who says the opposite of that is just factually wrong. Mm. It's just like there are certain things you're like, yeah, I mean, we all have a difference of opinion. But, but this I, is actually the right one. This is actually the mm. right one. Uh, although it's not my favorite in the MCU because my favorite is the Winter Soldier. Cap America the Winter Soldier, I think, is so absolutely... Baggy. It's not a baggy movie. It's a baggy movie. movie. It's, a, it's a, a wonderfully crafted movie. Mm. I absolutely love the Winter Soldier. And then I think it's probably closely followed by um, Civil War, I think. Well, Guardians isn't even number no, two. No, I, I think it's probably number three. But Gar- like Civil War is just like... It's, it's a comic book on screen. Mm-hmm. Like that middle section in the airport... Splash or, page. As we used to say in the Ikea car park. Yeah. It just looks like... It's a splash page, absolutely. And it just feels the most comic book of any comic book movie ever made. Um, so, yeah. That's so my I, number two, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although we rewatched uh, the first Avengers movie. Did, I, yeah. I recently. I, I did kind of forget how bloody magnificent it is because all of phase one i kind of put in my head as early days yeah still finding their feet it's the starting blocks but you go back and you watch avengers and like holy moly man you go back you go back and watch uh, the first avenger like that movie's really holds up it's really great yes it does (laughs) yes it does it's solid the star spangled banger banger it is a banger mate star spangled banner that section is is brilliant oh man i love the first avenger and i really rate the first thor movie has some really great character moments uh, the Captain, the first Captain America movie, but overall, it's it's rather generic, I'd say. It's 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 a bridging movie between the Tim Story era of comic book movies in the mid noughties like Fantastic Four, and then what we've got now. I don't know. It feels quite nineties to me, Captain America: The mm. First Avenger. But I think that's you know, don't Joe Johnson, mate. We could talk about this for a lot longer. So Cameron has asked, which match? This is a good question. Which match was better? Omega versus Jericho, of course, organised by a new best bud, Don Callis, 
or Gargano versus Almas from NXT TakeOver. Very closely, like those happen within a few weeks of each other. Both five-star matches, as yeah. uh, reported by Dave Meltzer. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I think... I think well, I'm, I'm, I'm quite clear with my one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to go Omega Jericho. Because I'm Gargano Almas. And the, but the reason why I am, I would go Gargano Almas, but the reason I am Omega Jericho is because I knew that Almas, oh, sorry, that, um, that Almas was winning. Mm. Like, and it wasn't because I had it spoiled for him or anything. I was just, I, I, I didn't think it was the right time for Johnny Gargano to win the, the, the championship. So I kind of, it made it harder. For, I think we talked about this in the review at the time, but it made me harder for me to buy into the near falls. Whereas with Omega Jericho, I really didn't know which way it was going to go. I genuinely thought that Jericho might win the uh, the belt. So uh, I, I think I was more into the, the near falls into that match. So I think on that basis, I'm going to go Omega Jericho, but the, the drama and everything else, like that moment when um, uh, Candice LeRae jumps the guardrail and attacks Lean, like that's oh, it's probably one of my favorite moments mm. of the year so far in terms of wrestling. So it's very even, but I think just on the basis of I wasn't sure who was going to win, I might have to go Omega Jericho. Well, that's it's interesting you say that because I, you know, when I was watching the match, I was like into the near falls, but I always deep down knew that Almas was going to win. It would have been a big shocker if Gargano won. Uh, but the it, I, I didn't mind that because you can have predictable movies. You certainly but can. Love everything that happens within it. Absolutely. And all that story that they told, I just thought was masterful. Plus. As much as I did, and I loved the Omega versus Jericho too, there were bits that I didn't like in it. And I loved everything in Gargano versus Almas. Yeah, fair enough. So there were a few that, you know, like the. It just felt a bit sloppy at times, the cold spray stuff. Uh, wasn't oh, a fan yeah, of. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, if, I, if it was being super critical, I could, you know, knock a few points off Jericho Omega. But I couldn't do that to Gargano Almas. Fair enough. Great match. Both great matches, though. Yours? It is. Uh, ben Sawyer uh, writes, Will Johnny Gargano, speaking of, will Johnny Gargano have an NXT championship run before getting up, uh, getting called up to the main roster? Well, one of the words is that he's going to be called up following WrestleMania. So uh, I don't know if, uh, if Gargano does have the NXT championship in his future uh, in uh, at this present moment in time. I've, I think he's got to. Because as soon as he gets to the main roster, that's it, right? He's done. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get to 205 He's never going to have anything yeah. again, so give the poor guy an NXT title run. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Kapiski writes, If Daniel Bryan returns to the ring in WWE this year, would you put him in a world title feud? If so, would you have him win? For me, I'd put him in the title picture, but whether he wins or not would be a matter of circumstance. For example, if he comes back for WrestleMania, either with or against Shane, I would imagine, and Styles retains over Nakamura, oh, this is, this is making me a little bit bit funny in bit, the knees. Bit tingly. I would put Brian versus Styles at SummerSlam with Brian going over. However, if Nakamura went over Styles at WrestleMania, I would still put Brian in the SummerSlam match, obviously this time against Nakamura, but not give him the belt, as Nakamura could use a definitive defense over a big name like Brian. Thanks guys, DK. I mean, yeah, you <laughs> sold me, mate. Yeah, sold yeah. me, Dylan. I don't know what we can add to that. No, absolutely. I think if Daniel Bryan did return to the ring, I think I would get put him in a title picture, but I think it only really works. I mean, it doesn't. It's not like only works, but I think it would work better if it was going against a heel, mm. because then you have got like that real underdog Daniel Bryan story that you can retell again. His triumphant return to the ring, but with this big evil mean. It's like almost like a Randy Orton, yeah, where you yeah. want it to be like an evil dick Randy Orton. Basically, you want to do what they did in twenty was it twenty fourteen um, before WrestleMania thirty? It would make sense if it's twenty fourteen. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that that's kind of how I think I would go with it. It's uh, 
it's just when you get into that question and all the mouth-watering matches yeah. Brian could have. Kurt Angle's in the same company now. Uh, you know, they could just have a really good map-based wrestling thing. Chad Gable! Come oh. on now, come on now. <laughs> Shush. That's <laughs> your turn. Next month, it's your turn. Oh, it is my turn. Uh, Richard James Stevens writes, due to the repetitive tag matches on Raw and SmackDown, should the tag titles be unified to allow for more varied matchups? Particularly, I suppose. I mean, this was, he sent this before the announcement, I think, with the, the uh, dual-branded pay-per-views returning at um, Backlash. Should we just have one mm. set of tag champs? One set of tag champs. One set of trios champs or six man tag belts. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, I I think that we could I could probably go for that. Josh Clifton, what are your ideal feuds for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT post WrestleMania? I would go with Rollins versus Reigns, Balor versus Matt or Jeff for the IC title, Nakamura versus Zayn for NXT. I would go with Black versus Dream or Cole, Street Profits versus War Machine if Fish is injured. Don't know what I would do with the women. Becky versus Asuka. Yeah, it's interesting with um, uh, the SmackDown side of things, particularly with the women's division, what you do um, it once, once, I'm assuming, presumably once Asuka wins the belt at WrestleMania, uh, the feud you can do from then. Because I'd, I'd really like to see Becky do something this year mm. because we talked about it before, 14 months now without a storyline. I think it's about time that she actually had a, a story that she can she can sink her teeth into and build some character around. So yeah, so I'd like to see Becky versus Asuka. I think that would be a lot of fun. Rollins versus Reigns, I think, pretty much writes itself at this point. I, I'm more interested to see uh, post night after WrestleMania. Roman Reigns is doing his, you know, whatever. If he hasn't turned heel, Samoa Joe comes out. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, a, that'd be a good. Joe Reigns feud would be good. And, yeah, that'd be cool. And then you can because I feel like Rollins and Reigns needs a bit more time after mania because you know that their feud's been ignored since rumble and the chamber yeah and uh nakamura versus ain't an interesting one as well because if uh, nakamura is winning at wrestlemania and if rumors are to be true aj is being uh, moved to raw then who is are the the top heels for mm. nakamura to go up against and i suppose that would be like kevin owens and Sami Zayn and and the like so yes yeah, so nakamura versus Zayn, especially playing off their uh, nxt you know nakamura's debut yes. uh, in wwe at nxt takeover Best match in wwe probably yeah so um yeah i, I think i could see if we go for that and uh, with nxt like i'm i'm pretty sure i'd probably put money on the adam cole versus um alistair black is going to be the main event of nxt takeover brooklyn four is it yeah, whichever one. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, take, right. over, take over Brooklyn. I think it's going to be Cole versus um, Alistair Black. You know what? I'm thinking, I know he's not around immediately after WrestleMania, but maybe you could get him, uh, you probably will come back for something for SummerSlam. A John Cena Nakamura title defense, mm. main event of SummerSlam. Going for his 17th world title. Yeah, but Nakamura wins. Mm-hmm. I think that would be, and really hold off that Cena 17th title for ages. Yeah. Uh, and it gives Nakamura so much credibility. To, to win that yeah, absolutely yeah i think that'd be quite cool um do you want to do uh, yep. one more finally finally rob ponson will all in change the face of professional wrestling if it's successful hmm okay. i so of course all in is the bullet club pay-per-view yes it is uh well or pay-per-view it's a wrestling show they're trying to get ten thousand uh people to come which is uh, just hasn't been done in two decades yeah, really just ask um Sasha, I was going to say Sasha Gray. Well, you said get ten thousand people to come. I was making oh, I was making a lewd joke, right. and then I ne- and then I nearly said Sasha Banks. I was like, well, that's steady on. But that's, that's 
that's a bit of an outdated pornographic reference. But that's because it's the first one that came to my head. Yeah, I don't sure. know why. I've, well, I was you, dr- usually you're all over Riley, Riley Reed. That's where I was. Are several other. <laughs> that's, where, um, that's where my mind was trying to get to, but I couldn't get there. Uh, so the I would say it's going to be an interesting one. I I almost feel like you know because it's it's almost like this indie wrestling thing is building towards all in and you can go two ways it can then continue to increase or that's the the pop of the bubble that's the pop of the bubble and actually that's the pinnacle uh and it starts to just like slowly taper off after that it it'll be it'll be interesting if they can even do it yeah uh, i if if someone like a punk comes back for it or a brian then yes i think that it will actually shift the the face of of everything but uh, you know but that's it, only if it's a one, if it's a one shot deal then it doesn't really change anything mm-hmm. because ring of honor will still be doing their you know their, their same amount of numbers that they're doing and new japan will do the same sort of numbers they're doing like the 10,000 will come from the fact that we've got CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan in the main event or you know like that so that's you pull in but if that's a one match only thing mm. your 10,000 are going to come back for the next show in theory so yeah yeah it, it it's going to be really interesting i mean regardless it's funny we we always talk about this like you know ten thousand and that means it's successful. This show is going to be successful regardless because the amount of money that they are going to make just off merchandise mm. is going to be absolutely off the chain. They're going to make an off the chain. It's going to be off the chain. They're going to make so much money off this. It's going to be an a runaway success mm. no matter who is on the card really. So I, you know I'm 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 really excited to see what they pull out from it. It's a uh, it's so I I'm not a big believer in moments changing history i think you know really it's not that simple it's more complex and you've got loads of things happening backstage so it's the opposite of wwe yeah it's actually slowly coalesces and things over time i think you know the stuff that's changed the face of pro wrestling next year has already started to happen at the end of last year the the rise of new japan and and ring of honor the wrestling observer awards came out this week and new japan just dominated it all and you know is is that where it's actually it's gone over the hill what's they did everything at the tokyo dome yeah what's um what's he called the guy who owns access mark cuban like, mm, like yes. the, he, he's got a lot of money to invest in in stuff like this so maybe that would change the face of pro wrestling i don't i don't know okay i'm gonna say no uh, it won't change the face of pro wrestling, but that is not taking anything away from the accomplishment of what they're doing because it's it's incredible. It's just to change the face of pro wrestling is is like a, you'd have to have a Ted Turner style figure to come back in to to make something that s- seismic in one moment. Yeah, someone who was just coming in to, to essentially sink hundreds of million dollars, mm. hundreds of millions of dollars into a wrestling promotion with a guaranteed primetime TV slot where you could essentially just do what Nitro did. I think that's the, the only way you could really change the face of professional wrestling like that. Yeah. Or uh, or maybe football. Maybe you could do that with football. Uh, what, with the, the XFL? Yeah. Yeah, that like that's, like that's going to change the face. Pretty did like it. She, uh, we, you don't hear this bit on the podcast version. But uh, I uh, I suggested that phase two of WrestleTalk was when I joined. Like, you were the Iron Man, mm. and then I came together as, like, the Avengers. And now we've got more people coming in to be, like, you know, your, your Scarlet Witch and your mm. Vision and your War Machines and all that sort of gubbins. Your Black Panthers. Your Black Panthers. Uh, well, that's more phase three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but you suggested that I was I was part of phase one. That really touched me a little bit. Ah, you're going to get like, soppy yeah, on the yeah, podcast. I was, I was gonna, that's going to be a little bit sentimental. I mean, like, oh, that's quite nice, really. Well, it's just... Uh... Uh, the, those those days where I was just plugging away, 
there's only so much warmth you can bring to the channel. Uh, and I, I feel like Wrestle Talk really became a community when we started doing Wrestle Ramble. Hmm. So I, I, I'd like to think as, well, maybe all the stuff that I did was prologue. That's all the, that's Kevin Feige failing around Hollywood. Like when doing Spider-Man yeah, and X-Men. and, and yeah. all those films. Yeah. And, uh, and then he was like, huh. Now, now we're gonna do. Now we're gonna kick off the MCU, and that's when you came on yeah, board. That's where I came there in. We go. You're like the the prologue of Big Apple Takedown, mm. which is just Vince McMahon complaining about the snow. Well, the the Avengers, and then having lunch with Triple H. The Avengers is what happened yesterday when mm, we debut yes. the the everyone comes together. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen at Phase Two. <laughs> I've I've not planned this out like Kevin Feige in a ten year plan. No. Smart man is old Kevin Feige. Let's do some iTunes reviews before Luke starts to chitter chatter because we gotta get out of here. I was gonna say I was about to give you a little I, anecdote. I, I there, felt but... like your your sharp intake of breath to tell a story. I, I know it was. It was story time, but let's not get into that now. Depressed Vivo What? Well, Depressed Vivo here has given us a four star review, but then has written eight out of five star. So what? Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's genuinely a four star review though. There is very much an empty star there. Maybe they just accidentally clicked four stars. Maybe it's because if you double five, you're then double four, which makes eight. But even then, it's only, oh, it that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be eight out of ten. Well, anyway, depressed Vivo writes: This podcast is the best podcast I hear to, and make me feel safe and not get scared when I go to sleep when hearing two men talk about wrestling. Well, thank you very so, much, uh, Depressed Vivo. I mean, I don't think you get a cheap pop because uh, four-star review. Yeah. yeah. What a weird one. Okay, Steve Mac, the reason for my return. Five stars. Oddie and Luke <laughs> brought me back to WWE. After 15 years away, their enthusiasm and commentary encouraged me to return to my roots. Their views and banter are always well-presented, fun, and very entertaining. For my money, the best podcast out there. Not correct. Keep up the great work. Thank, Thank you, you Steve. Steve Max. So 15 years, 2003. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I always get confused. Like, I'm very, It's so flattering that people say we get them back into wrestling. But, like, how do they find us? YouTube. That's what I'm confused about. But surely you would you would get into WWE and all their content first, and then you would be... Because, like, why would you listen to us at all if you didn't have... An in, if you weren't watching WWE? Mm, an interesting point. I don't know. If, the, when, if you do write a review or send in a mail like that... Tell us your tell us your journey. Oh, I'd love how, this. How yes, actually, how you actually got back into how wrestling. how you got back into yeah. wrestling, and maybe we can come up with a guide for other lapsed fans. <laughs> Step one that we can then give to WWE. Yeah, this yeah. is what you need to do. Apparently, yeah. Turn Roman Reigns heel seems to be number one on the list. Here. <laughs> so that's all we've got time for today. We will be back on Monday with plenty more fun. Ah, uh, yeah. See you later. Love you. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.